Ah. Welcome to the mind of Jones. Uh, what are you people doing here? Um, Master Jones. Pimp CPA Tria, nigga. Hello. We have visitors. everybody welcome to the mind of jones we got another episode for you um today we're going to be talking about a little bit about the music industry so i want to look at some of what has happened with some of these music groups is it actually beneficial for some of these new artists to be a part of these big distribution companies or is it better for them to come out as an indie as well as when it comes to these different groupings such as tde to mmg to young money to good music to actually see exactly if this helps new artists or if this is something that maybe we should be moving away from when it comes to hip-hop and being able to create um, new artists that are coming out here Um, so actually today I ended up having one of my closest friends and actually a musician himself what's up guys it's your boy 2049 book yeah man what's going down guys what's going down shoot man that much man that much so as you already um, as some people may not know um, J-Buck is a part of the Endless victories. Endless victories. Um, EV group. for short. EV for short. This is there. Um, new group coming out of Port Arthur. Um, and so I decided I wanted to sit down with him, kind of talk to him about some of these ideas and see exactly what he thinks about some of the new um, artists that are coming out and exactly if groups are actually good for hip-hop artists, for new artists that are coming out, or if it's actually less beneficial for you to be a part of a group. Um, so first things out, let's kind of just talk about some of the different things. So... Some of the most prominent groups that we know of in the past, like, 10 to 11 years, um, we've had the groups of, like, TDE, MMG, um, also Young Money. Um, you have Talk to Creators Group with Odd Future. Um, you have ASAP Mob. There's, like, a number of different groups. And what we've kind of seen in the last couple of years is that some of these groups don't actually fully help an artist in the long run. Um, so let's like take a look at MMG. Um, we had the lineup at the start was Meek Mills. You had mm-hmm. Wale. You yes, had sir. Pill. Yes, sir. And I think the only other person that was a part of that group, because it was a three-man group at the time, um, but then you had the later additions from like Amarion, you had Stali, you had, um, as well as, you also had, um, what was it? Was it Rocky Fresh? Um, was one if of those I'm not as well. mistaken, uh, and I would I would say don't forget gunplay. Yes, gunplay is always gunplay a well. big part. Even if he's not officially MMG, he was yeah. more of a the cartel, whatever Rick Ross had before he had a uh, MMG. Yeah, he's but been I, with them I'd, for I'd a always while. say gunplay in there. But that's the thing. So when we look at all of these artists that he's had underneath that label, exactly who's you've seen that has actually benefited from MMG? Two. It's only been two, Meek Mill and Wale. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it depends on how you slice it. Most people would say Meek before they say Wale. But I say Wale is big in his own right, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. We could have a whole podcast on Wale. So I know we got <laughs> other things to talk about, but I nah. think Wale is a top tier artist, but certain things get in the way of Wale. Would you say it's more of, so to say that it's only been Meek Mill and Wale, um, we've seen projects being dropped from, let's say, Gunplay, that didn't really work yeah. out that well. 
they fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. They get like critically acclaimed from the streets. You yeah. know, he has a lot of big names and artists. You know, he's collaborated with one of my favorite artists, Currency, a lot. They mm-hmm. always drop a lot of tracks and they normally come out good. But you're right about that. They don't normally push as many units or streams or however the hell you want to slice it today. And see, that's the thing. With him, as well as when it comes to Stiley, Stiley was a brand new artist. He maybe mm-hmm. came out with maybe maybe two mixtapes at that time. And Stanley I would be really prominent. Like he had a sound, he had a, a vibe. You know, he dropped a lot of songs with Spitter and mm-hmm. a lot of other people I was fucking with at the time, Bun B's, Crits and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I just don't know why it didn't pop, man. See, that's the thing. It's like, um, let's even just take the first big three. So the first big three, Meek, Wale, Pilly. Um, exactly I mean Pill, not Pilly. <laughs> But exactly, <clears throat> what do you kind of see from those first big three that he had a part of that group? Because what we've seen now is Meek Mill's kind of moved away from being a part of the labelship of MMG and it's more working with Rock Nation and Jay-Z. Well, I feel like that's what groups are for. Mm-hmm. Eventually, this always happens. Uh, it's not many groups that actually stay together, bro. And I mean, you got to think of all the different entities and things that people are trying to do. Eventually, everybody's going to go their own way or tend to start their own movements and their own groups. Still be tied to the home base and the home team and still rep and still do shit for the home team. But at the same time, brand yourself to get other people under you also become your own boss. True. True. But do you feel like I feel like that's how Ross runs his shit like that. Not every not every big name artist is okay with somebody under their group getting bigger than them. True. And that's what stops a lot of shit and fucks up a lot of shit. Like Ross is big enough to be like, Hey, y'all need to be doing what I'm doing. Go run your own shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, still rep MMG, but Ross is just so big. I don't know how he did it, man. I thought 50 was going to stomp him in the ground. Nah, he made his way out of that. He made his way out of the whole scandal behind him being just basically a corrections officer using the identity of somebody else that was in the actual prison to call himself Rick Ross. He he did a lot to get to where he was. Yeah. And I, yeah. He did. I mean, I mean the music has stayed pretty consistent. That's the main his thing. Business, his business outside of music from uh-huh. the wing stops and everything else he supports. I mean, bro, is the fucking house, the movies, coming mm-hmm. to America too, being filmed there, him yeah. having a cameo in the movie. Like, yeah. He's done a lot for himself, and that, that's, uh, that's a great achievement to him. But at the same time, if you're creating your label, and this even ties into past the groups and this goes into the labels, exactly can an artist create a successful label? Well, speaking of, when you said groups, you didn't name one group. Uh, which one? OVO. Mm. That you is a good thing. You didn't mention OVO. That that's is, a good thing. That's a, that's a group. It is a group. That's a label. It is a label. It is a group. I know I'm shifting gears really, I don't really know quickly. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it's not as... It's probably only known by Drake. For Drake. You know? But you don't look artists, at the rest of his but, roster from like... Roy he Wood. signed artists, though. Yeah. He signed artists. McConan. Yeah, McConan was a flop on his hands. Um, Division. Division was good. Division was good. Um, they're, they're still, still Yeah, they're still prominently trying to get their name out there. Um, you still have... Party Mon- Next Door. But you also have... Uh, what is it? Miles Jordan? Yes. God damn, I them. forgot about him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, their group. Shit. You have those two. You also have um, is it Roy Wood? I think so. Shit, I wish I had the roster in front of me. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about them, but I was like, I you said our future. You know but what if, I'm saying? You brought up a lot of clicks, man. But see, that's the thing. If you look at OVO, they're primarily not known across the nation. Primarily, they're no. known in Canada. They're known for the Island Drake. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's they've had that the Isle is bigger than some of the roster. And I mean, if you look back at some of their comments in regards to OVO, like you look at some of their different artists, some of them feel like they've been stifled. There have been a lot of things going along between him and Party Next Door. People feeling like he's been stifled from doing his work because he's more mainly working on Drake projects. You also have Division, who's mainly working on Drake projects as well because um, of how he does his Basically, the way that we found out that he does a lot of his albums are all basically writing groups. Um, so he's bringing in a number of different artists to write on his albums. And so you've had a lot of like Division, um, Jordan, as well as um, Roy Wood. They've all have writing credits on all of his albums, but they don't have a lot of them don't have their own projects to really push them forward. Division's put out maybe what, three albums now? And Mm -hmm. they're still trying to grasp a root into the actual into the actual music industry when it comes to America. Um, They still have their fans out in the in Europe and all of the other um, countries. But as well as when it comes to America, which is usually the biggest branding, um, they still haven't made their point yet. And so this even ties into, of course, Jordan as well. Um, They've had what two albums now. And mm-hmm. they're still not at the space where they're known everywhere. There's still a lot of people that yeah. don't know of them. And do you feel like that kind of stifles them um, having to be underneath yes. this big embodied president um, presence in their company? I feel like I definitely feel that because I said him yeah. not knowing that they're a group. It's two of them. Yeah. So you see, it, I still Drake or OVO hasn't branded them well enough. Mm hmm. Well, you don't know that's the difference. Shit. People, yeah, you don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's who. Like, not a face to the name. You know what I'm saying? Unless you go do your Googles. Yeah. But ain't nobody really taking the much and time to be able to do so. And you know, in most fandoms, you're not going to get somebody that sits around and just looks up exactly where they're going to be at. Nobody knows too much about them. And with everything that's happened now, it's really put a lot of people on the backhand. Like, they're on their back foot trying to get exposure. I mean, yeah, shit. I got another curveball for you. Mm-hmm. Another group you didn't mention. Your boy, yeah, yeah. Good music. Oh, no, no, good music was lynching. Good music is another oh, one that shit, I, I got to go me. into because, um, as you can I see, wanna, I want to hear your takes and views. <laughs> so, with good music, I mean, let's go ahead and go through their roster. So, you had what starting off, you had what Q tip, um, consequence, you had, um, Cuddy, you had, um, well, now the more recent people, such as Travis Scott, um, was not really 100% underneath the imprint, but he does work with Ye primarily, um, even though he's underneath that hustle game imprint. Um, mm-hmm. As well as you also have um, 2 Chains, who's an affiliate. Um, but for the main roster, you had Mr. Hudson, you had Tiana Taylor, you had Pusha T, you have, um, who else is underneath that? Um, Big, Big Sean, Sean as well. Um, and also Saha the Prince. And Saha is a bad motherfucker, man. That's the thing. But you've seen all of the debacles that's happened with that. 
I mean, you had the last, um, in the last, like, maybe two, three years, you had, what, Pusha T's Daytona, in which he's mm-hmm. been on a number of different interviews talking about how he had way more for that album. But Ye's determination to just have everybody drop an album in that year and only leave seven it to seven tracks on each one of their albums, even with the people that he was collaborating with, such as Nas. People don't really love the album that he came out with with Kanye. A lot of people yeah. don't care for it too much. As well as when it comes to Daytona, you have Pusha T like, if I had more control over it, we would have had more stuff. But Tiana had the same sentiments. Tiana was like ready to fuck some shit up. Well, because basically her with handled. her album, Keep the Same Energy, he wiped out majority of the beat tracks that he had set. And then when it came for her time to actually debut her album, she was like, I don't even know half of these songs. This isn't a beat that we put here. This isn't the way that we had it here. So she had to come out with her own album, a, a secondary album that fit more for what she wanted to do as her presence. And she's even said this to the point where she's not 100% sure, or most people are not 100% sure if she's going to even stick with good music. She had so much hype, so much set hype around that first album, Keep the Same Energy. And it kind of flopped to a point. And it wasn't her fault. It was more of the fact of, the tracks that she made weren't there anymore. It's sometimes I wonder with Ye how he makes these last minute game time decisions. Sometimes for the good mm-hmm. and sometimes for the worse. Yeah. But that's what makes a genius a genius. It is, but I mean there's there's a detriment that's coming for a lot of these artists. Um I mean, I even forgot about this. You had designer on that label. Dog. <laughs> Where is yeah, he? he straight up took this nigga single mm-hmm. and it was a wrap. And that's it. That. That's it. He had the one album right after the double XL um freshman freestyle, uh, being a part of double XL freshman. And he had that one album. It didn't go well. Um and of mm-hmm. course people are already were using him as like a another one of these kids that came out as another future. Like this is just yeah. another variation of future. And I hated that that happened to him because he had something there. The energy behind his tracks were there. Um, I just feel like he just didn't have the perfect platform to be able to actually make himself a well-known and established artist. And that has to do with not really having the best debut album that was executive produced, from what I understand, by Kanye West. It's always that thin line of should you stay independent or should you take that big ass bag? And see, that's the thing. It, it, it's because you might get boxed in, mm-hmm. and you're always trying to get outside of that box. Yeah, kind of like actors, but acting is a whole nother thing. But yeah, the music industry is really tough when it comes to that. Because sometimes you got to do some gimmicky, gimmicky bullshit ass shit to get into the game, mm-hmm. and then you try to get outside that box and show people like, "Hey, I really am a musician. Yeah, hey, I really can't do this. I had to do this bullshit to get in the game for y'all to get my attention, or for me to get y'all's attention." And now uh, I'm trying to show you what I got. Sometimes people take you serious, and sometimes people don't. The music industry is a very, very tricky world, man. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's with like the good musics, um, with the let's go to Young Money. Young Money oh, may have been the only oh. one to produce. Well, technically, hitmaker after hitmaker. Yeah, really two, 
but two really of two, the but then of the, last the third person kind of showed himself to be he had the potential to do so. Comeback, you know. I mean, between comeback kid and great rebranding. Let's just go ahead and mention them. It's the three: Nikki, Drake, and Tiger made himself a known person in the last five years. He he's made himself very much known as a hit maker now. Yep, he's pulled himself into that space, and so I'm really interested with that because. That was one of the groups that we saw come out of those good music, MMG, Young Money. And they were the only group to actually see somebody um, flourish past a lot of what happened in the last couple of years. Um, You've seen Nikki flourish. She's starting to come kind of to a downspin, not a downspin, but like kind of she's dropped a little bit down the ladder um, in the last couple of years. Yeah, but I feel like her name still... Still holds a lot of weight. Oh, it still holds weight. There's no debate in the in the question into that. Um, as well as when it comes to Drake, Drake has been at the top of the charts. I mean, the dude just came out with another EP with three songs that are now one, two, and three on the Billboard's Hot 100. Like fucking ridiculous. Who's gonna stop him? Well, we almost saw the end of it um, with him versus Push, but uh. Yeah, undoubtedly, that did not deter people from wanting to listen in. Um, and so you have that. You have Tyga, who's had a couple of number ones in the last couple of years, has made himself something of a bigger person um, within the company, um, within the music industry. So this is something that's probably maybe the only group that I've seen that has flourished um, well um, past what their the name the is now. Train. Yeah. Yeah. They passed the Even, name of Young Money to now just being their own artist. And I don't know if that's more of the idea of what we want to always happen with each group. Um, because we can go back into, let's say, Odd Future. So we have the label group, which was like Young Money, MMG, and Good mm-hmm. Music. Now we have the just friends working together group that you have here with odd future all indie but under one big solid umbrella yes and so the same thing that falls into with asap so if we look at odd future you had what tyler the creator errol sweatshirt you had um frank ocean frank ocean coming out of that group um you have a couple people that have just um co-signed themselves as a part of odd future but not really being a part of Odd future um Mm -hmm. so you had the internet too, mm-hmm. but the they internet. were a whole collective. Yeah, they were actually a whole collective under the brand too. They kind of branched out and did their own thing. Shouts out to Sid and all of them. Yeah. So with those, with those four, let's say with those four, um, the only people that have come out in that time period would have been Tyler the Creator. Elsewhere, shirt has decided. I don't know if he's retired from doing this now. If he's just moved away from it, what's what's kind of going on there? Um, you also have with. The internet, um, they've separated themselves from it. Um, but is that a better way to be able to do a collaborative thing with a group that you already said before was even label mates? That's the tricky thing because, like, I don't want to say that's necessarily the situation I'm in, but we were all pretty much separate entities that came under one umbrella and mm-hmm. were trying to push as a group. So it just depends on everybody's. Um, direction they're trying to go in kind of yeah. like tde think about it black hippie True. we're never gonna get that album ever 
I know I keep hopping from group to group, but they all correlate <laughs> in what you're asking. So it's like you're trying to tie them in. all in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Trying to tie them all in. Because you have four separate entities that were fucking rock solid in J-Rock, mm-hmm. Absol, Kendrick Lamar. So you had just... And fucking schoolboy. Yeah. So you had the whole Black Hippie group. Then you also have Isaiah Rashad. You have SZA. You have Reasons. Um, you also have Sir. Um, there's a lot of people underneath that label, but they all seem to, they all seem to understand the competitiveness between each other, but they're not exactly, well, just, well, not destroying each other, but are not exactly being kind of counter, kind of counterpointing each other. They're not trying to sit there and be mad at the next person for getting an album release. So as you can see, they had like an album release almost each, what was it? Every three months, there was like a new album coming out. About two, three years yeah. ago, um, but it's been a while now for since we've heard anything from all of their from their camp outside of let's say Scissor and um, Sir um, and reasons yeah, so came saying, out like, like the last we'll year. So. A, yeah, you think we'll ever get a collaborative effort? Because yes. almost every other group we talked about at least put out a collaborative effort. And see, people in some have, some way, shape, or form. True, true. I mean, because if you. Yeah, because if you look at them in the regards of like just Black Hippie, the first the first four, um, people have been asking for their Black Hippie album for years. Um, I truly, honestly, I believe that that won't happen. Um, I just think that there's something that it's not that they can't all get on the same page. I think that they just don't have the time to really put into putting an album that's collaborative all together. They could do the songs, which we've heard their songs and they're amazing like when they all come together um but i don't see them all coming together for a full entire album and so with tde's expect like the expectation behind tde is pretty high but it's not to a point where we expect them to give us a release each year you know true like they've diverse themselves away from what we were expecting like let's say for an mmg we got like an album each year from each one of their people at the start um, let's go to Young Money. We had somebody dropping each year um, to be able to keep their name rotating. Um, you had, shoot, people from um, Good Music. As we saw, they tried to do the each month dropping an album to keep their name rotating. Um, but that's not the same thing for TDE. They've dropped what their last album they dropped was going to be underneath Reasons, which was like a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. And then you had Isaiah Rashad hasn't dropped an album in almost three years. You have what? Scissor dropped hers maybe two, three years ago um, at the same time as Isaiah. Um, you have what Kendrick hasn't dropped an album in five four or five now. It's, yeah. Um, Schoolboy has so been, I think, maybe five as well because they were around the same time. Um, Absol, I haven't seen an album from Absol in like, what, maybe six? Yeah, he's been a long ass time too. You know? And I mean, you had J Rock in what four? It was four, like four years out. Which, yeah. Well, so he I don't had know. just dropped one maybe like two years ago. And yeah. then I don't know if you want to count like the Black Panther soundtrack because that was damn near a whole TD out. And yeah, that was more collaborative. So it did I, have, I can, yeah, it did I can have give features and shit on it. But yeah. Did- so I mean, if we count that, then Kendrick gave us maybe in the last three years, he's given us an album. Um, that wasn't 100% just Kendrick. Um, but that's another thing that I 
that's where it just kind of ties back to like is is it better for a new artist to be a part of a label or a part of a group or just indie it themselves and be by themselves and just be collaborative to be collaborative with other artists um but not sit themselves within a group what do you think like I say, it depends on what route you're trying to go. You're trying to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. Are you around a bunch of talented people and you feel that y'all can put out a great effort together? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to just build your own brand and be by yourself and say, fuck it, I'm going to take the long route? Yeah. Um, it's so many avenues now, and especially with the internet shit. You get the right buzz and the right fucking tiktok video shit you don't need no fucking body you can do it by yourself and that's the thing and like that's the thing like if you that's another thing i want to go into is in regards to tiktok because i kind of feel like it may be killing the music industry in a way oh my goodness yes because bro we're gonna gonna tap into that because uh i'm not sure that's gonna be if that's long running it's not gonna be a good thing for music um but to kind of end off the point in regards to the grouping um i'd probably say as an indie artist kind of look to of course be collaborative because you're going to need some of those mainstays um on your album to be able to get a little bit more publicity wise but i wouldn't tie yourself to a label or tie yourself to a group um because as we can see if we look at some of these other artists such as let's say um Denzel Curry, he was a part of us. He was at the time a part of a small group um, with Hobson. Um, mm-hmm. As you see, they diverge from two different parts, but at the same time, they've done very well for themselves. Um, Hobson is still very much known as a lyrical guy. He is one of the people that people do look at as long as well as he does have his certain different antics. Um, but he is somebody that I wouldn't 100% look at, but I would see as, okay, this is how you're able to be collaborative with other people, but at the same time, you're not tying yourself to a group, as well as when it comes to Denzel Curry, who is just killing it right now, in my in my eyes, in regards to some of his albums that he's put out and some of the EPs that he's put out. Um, he's somebody that's definitely going to be a mainstay. Um, he's getting away from, if you look at it, even at his time on XXL when he did his freshman cover, he was the only one that stood out of that group. Um, outside of everybody else that was a part of that group. That was the year of like Little Yachty. Um, you had Little Uzi. You had um Shoot Dave East was a part of that group. Um and you can see Denzel Curry is starting to really heat up now. You had you're not really hearing too much from Dave East, which I'm pretty sure he has something there, but I don't know if he has that that feel anymore. Um He just hasn't for some reason hasn't popped. Uh, yeah. he got uh, uh the huge cosign that you needed, cosign from Nas, like yeah. that's the biggest cosign you can get. Sign the Def Jam, which Def Jam is damn near a death trap now. Like it's not a good place to sign, I hate to say. Yeah. And me and me and somebody was having a conversation about that, like the Def Jam sticker and icon used to be like It was well renowned. It, it used to be dog. It was well renowned. Like more you than couldn't... anything, from video games to just heat to the music they were putting out, like bro. But I don't think it'll ever get well. It's getting great again, but I don't think it'll ever be at that level again. You but know? who's on the imprint? Because there was a lot of entities under that big imprint. Who would you consider is a good person on that in, on that imprint now, under Def Jam? Well, some of my favorite artists are on Def Jam. Two Chains, but shit, they don't promote Two Chains at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, who is on Def Jam? Damn, that's a good question, bro. I, I know Two Chains <laughs> is on Def Jam for sure. 
I was gonna say Big Sean, but did Big Sean get out of his deal? No, no, he was signed to Def Jam. He, I may take that back. He may be a part of a new deal now. Um, but I know at the time he was still underneath um a good music imprint. Shit is just so spooky, I don't know if bro. He's how you away can be signed like how you said with Travis. Yeah, Travis was signed to fucking Kanye as a producer. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking Ti as a rapper. Yeah, and now he's Cactus Jack. Yeah, with his own Jack Boys label as well. Um, you got them. You have um, Drake with his label. Um, you have shoot uh, Meek with his label on the Dream Chasers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it's interesting to watch an artist decide he wants to be an executive because it's, while it, still it's, trying to be a rapper. Exactly, because most of the time they're still trying to be a rapper, and that's the thing. Like the only person I've seen that's. Um, Tried to do it was um Lil Bibby, um with his mm-hmm. um I think it's three hundred. Is his label the fucking Juice World? Because yeah. I mean he kind of had something there, you he know, did. as an artist. I mean he had a he has a couple of people. I mean he has like Kid Leroy. Um, he's blowing up right now. He may be somebody that can mm-hmm. bring him into somewhere. But I mean it's it's different to be able to watch an artist decide that he wants to become an executive. He wants to be the top of the label. And then you see the artists that come underneath him underneath those people. And sometimes they don't flourish. And sometimes it's due to not having time to be able to listen to other people's music or not being able to actually be an executive and look into these meetings and be able to kind of figure out a way to market this person. Um, It's something that I don't know if it's really, a progressive move for hip hop for constantly having different artists wanting to be labels are with- I feel like it's a 50 50. I feel like we need it, but at the same time, some of it we don't need, mm-hmm. you know, because some great things come from it. If you think about what we talked about, but then at the same time, like you say, it's a lot of detriment that can happen to artists. So it's a, it's a catch 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the thing that happened with um, good music when it comes to Saha the Prince. Saha basically had to come out with a diss track. Are just a way to get acknowledged that, yo, I've got all this stuff sitting here. You haven't even touched yet. So I'm going to call it the elephant in the room and I'm going to make it known that I'm not happy with what's going on. I think about Saha and Twister because mm-hmm. I feel like Twister was in the same predicament. Like him and Kanye, everything they touched was gold. Yeah. And he didn't get the shot to, I, I really would like to look into why he never hopped down with good music. And see, that's. It's been a running thing that when you try to become an artist and you also want to become an executive, you don't have the time to be an executive. I think the best thing that happened for good music was that he signed over to let Pusha T be the president and let him oversee projects. Oh, wow. Because at this (laughs) point, Push doesn't, doesn't have to release an album. Yeah, he's damn near solidified. He yeah, just runs because he point. wants to. Yeah. And so it works better with Push being able to have the time to look over other people that are within the company. Even though Kanye still wants to be the executive producer, you still have Push there to be able to be the guy to put an ear to your work. Yeah, and at least try to get the goddamn shit started, you know? You know? And so that's the thing that I kind of see from if artists are looking at it in that way then you always put your number two as your head 
that could be the person that can watch over stuff while you're still trying to be an artist. But you have to decide on either side if you want to be an artist or you want to be an executive. Like, let's look at J. Cole with his group. Um, with his group. Um, Dreamville. Dreamville. Um, he has a number of different artists that are underneath him. Um, and I love that crea- that collaborative album that he put out with all of the artists and also some of his other collaborators. Um, like if you look at Earth Gang to J.I.D. to um, what's the name? Um, thank you. Um, you got to familiarize me with all of J. Cole's artists because I know he has a lot of people Boss. under that umbrella. Boss is Boss, another one okay, that's underneath yeah. him. Um, let's look at just those three. JID is incredible. This is somebody that could yes. be at the top of the charts if he just had the right, not just foundation, but the right distribution and marketing behind him. Um, he's well known by the heads that are all about rap, lyrical, lyrical, miracle stuff. Like that's that's his lane. But the guy has more, way more in his tank. If he had the right distribution behind him, he had the right marketing behind him, he would be somebody that's huge. But that's another thing. Do you want to put all the marketing behind him and he becomes more commercialized? Oh, man, that's a hell of a... Ooh. Because that's what will See, happen. That's that, that's that thin line, man. It's like, what do you want as an artist? That's the thing. And so some can say that way would be the way that he would go to be able to get more known, become more commercialized. He would be somebody that everybody knows. But then you can have I probably say I would want him to fall underneath that lane of Kendrick Lamar. Like Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar is not commercialized, but he is popular music. People will listen to a Kendrick track. People will see that and instantly go, let me listen in. But he never became completely commercialized where he was still doing songs with, yes, he did a song with Taylor Swift. Yes, he did a song with um, Drake. He's done songs with different people that are known as these commercialized personalities. But he's not to that point. He didn't hit to that detriment when it came to his own actual albums. He didn't sit into that commercialized lane and people love him for that. Um, that would be the lane that I would want for a JRD or an Earth Game that reminds me so much of Outcast. It's crazy within Earth yeah. Game. And so for him to find those different artists and to him to push them to the forefront with that collaborative album and then also with their Slum Village album that wasn't even really a full on um album underneath um the label. It was actually something that was more collaborative across all the artists that were on his label. And that's something that I can't that I could say is a better look for that style of grouping. I feel like J. Cole is bringing in the new new revolution Mm -hmm. as far as being ahead, still a great artist in his own right and putting out his own music, but still letting his artists under him flourish. But see, to a point, he's removed himself from being just an artist. He's he's stepped back and let the artist come ahead. True. Which is what you and don't that's see. You, that's what you're supposed to do. That's why he's flourishing. Which is always really interesting to see that. But that's the only way I can kind of see things working is if that person that's considering himself still an artist, if you're still a big you're still a big, well known artist, it's more better for you to move yourself or remove yourself from just being the top person on your listing to moving back 
to being, let's say, second or third on your listing because now you're trying to work with all these other artists that are coming up underneath you. And they are your way of making more money. Yeah. They are that. I feel like you the can't... only person that was close to doing what J. Cole was was Wayne, but Wayne went to jail. Yeah. So they gave time for Drake to just take the fuck off. I mean, Drake was taking the fuck off, of course. But, yeah. You know, at that time, Wayne was still, you know, top tier. He was still the top Drake. guy at the time. And so that's the thing. But I mean, we always see this when it becomes like, let's say, let's take a look at even um, M. Slaughterhouse. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a great one. You had Joel's Ortiz, you had Crooked Eye, and you had Joe Button. And Royce. And Royce, Royce the 5'9". Five five Impeccable artist. But you couldn't keep that group together. Too many chefs in the fucking kitchen. Well, shit, Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang was like 30 minutes. Not really, but you Yeah, know, we already seen what happened what with that. A- I mean... A lot of artists, and they all want to go in different directions, but I still mean, try to stay under one umbrella. But it's so hard to move under one umbrella once you start. You know, everybody grows up and goes a different route. You know, so yeah, that's I always. Mean, the let's hard even part. take a look at um two groups here. So you got Death Row, hmm. and you got gonna Bad, Bad Boy. Boy. So yes, we're gonna sir. take a look at both of these groups. You had Tupac Shakur. You had Shoot, Snoop Dogg was on Snoop. that list. You had, you Dre had Dre as your producer as well as a rapper. You also had um I don't think he Shit, ever you got, got Daz, Corrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, but I see, mean, that's more part of the dog pound than more than the actual death row records. But they were the they dog, were. dog pound was fucking Underneath signed it. under death row. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The shit is just all so random because even if it's side entities and shit, shit still be under one big umbrella pushing it out to get it to the masses. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like, if you look at their time, you still had your top person out of that group was going to be Tupac. Yeah, nothing was topping pop. You know? And that's crazy because Snoop was the biggest fucking thing in the world. He has Snoop the long, But see, Snoop has the longevity. Um, I don't yeah. know if we would still keep Tupac in the same light if we still have more Pac. That's crazy because it's always him and Biggie. It's just that they died so young that you you, you just always wonder. Because I wonder with Biggie. Biggie only had really two albums that came out. Mm-hmm. Pac got shit still coming out. But Biggie is still holding weight with just that t- the two that he put out. It's but just... It's, it's, but that's my thing. It's like, if you look at rap groups, in that time, Pac was trying to get out of that deal. Yep. Definitely Snoop was. Snoop was getting out of that deal. All the people that we mentioned as their top artists were trying to get out of their deals. Drake was trying to leave, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody was trying to leave. But they didn't last for, let's say, maybe, what was it, two, three years? Mm, give it to, i say maybe... Five to six. Because it was like 92 to like 96. It was damn near like once Pac died, that's when everybody was trying to jump ship. Yeah. I mean, they were trying to jump ship before, but once Pac died, that really made a mark. Yeah. And so that's the thing. It's like... um, Bad Boy. I mean, we don't even have to go down that route, but everybody wants to leave Bad Boy. I mean, but you see what happened with Bad Boy, though. Their top artist was Biggie. Their second type artist was Kim. 
who was supposed mm-hmm. to be their first artist, their first top artist, was supposed to be Craig Mack. Yeah, and once Biggie popped, they just threw Craig Mack in the trash. To the end. That's like, they didn't, crazy. They didn't put the work behind him. Like, he had flavor in yeah, and that's it. That's, that's it, as man. far as that shit went. And it, it, it's crazy to kind of look at that when you look at different groups and you see that there's a correlation that there's always going to be either two or three people that make it out of that group to become something big. Outside of that, more than likely, you're not going to have a top artist in your group. Well, you're not going to yeah. have other people that make it out of the group. It's usually going to be about three people, and that's it. Those are going to be the three that rise to the top. And then from there, they're trying to remove themselves from that group and almost remove their name from being ever mentioned within that group. And that's so crazy. Because it damn near happens to almost everybody. Every single person. It, it happens to every group. Inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's damn near inevitable. It comes to that, and then that person always tries to create their label. And make it and bigger it than the label they was with before. Again. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps rolling. And so that's why I always look at them like, is is grouping, is labels something that a hip-hop artist or any artist should look at as the next possibility in their career? It does build their money. It does build their repetition in regards to their business and being able to create a business out of it. But there is a point where it becomes a detriment to any new artist that's trying to become well-known. It does work sometimes in popularity-wise. It depends on who you're co-signing or who you're signing with. But outside of that, it doesn't build you in the long run. I like your stance on this, man. I like your stance on it. (laughs) It's hard for me to argue the point because, I mean, like, I'm in a group, but I damn near have no uh, arguments with any of the points that you're making because they all are valid. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm not a record exec. I have no idea if this works or not, but it's just from my, my viewpoint of what I'm seeing. It doesn't seem like it's viable for you to stay within a group or be a part of a group. Now, for yourself, you're already a part of a group that you've all known each other since y'all were kids, basically. Y'all have been around each other. Y'all are more of that odd future. Y'all are more a part of like that A-side mob because you've known each other before the label, before the music came into the establishment, you know? Yeah, family always comes first. You know, once you're family, it's kind of, you're damn near locked in forever. No matter bullshit or not, you're going to push through and persevere. As long as it's family and not formulated, I guess that's the difference. That's where it really comes down to. It comes down to, is this all a formulated strategic idea for all of you to come together? Or is it more of... Or is it organic? Yes. Where it just fits perfectly where y'all being a part of a group. Because we could say that... I think that's the best way to sum that up. Because we could say from the point of Slaughterhouse, that was strategic. These Mm -hmm. were guys that already had albums out. They already kind of knew of each other. But they were already established names. In the yeah. rap community. And trying to put it under one umbrella and probably under the wrong situation mm-hmm. of being signed to one of the biggest artists of all time, exactly. Eminem, you know. There's a lot to live up to. And especially See, all of them were lyrical. All of them were lyrical miracles, so. Yeah. Well known in the rap community. Probably some of the top lyricists in our rap community was a part of that slaughterhouse. But it just couldn't all come together as one big thing. Um, as one big group, it was a lot it was set already with I even like to go into wrestling um, in regards to you have a singles competitor and you have a tag team competitor. Yeah. And these are all single competitors trying to become a group. 
a fucking tag team battle royale group. <laughs> and it doesn't work. It it sometimes it just does not work. And so I don't know. This is something that um maybe can help new artists in thinking about when they're coming up to their time of signing their deals, kind of looking at should you even look at being a part of a label? Should you be an indie? Should you look at, um, let's say, making your own collaborative group without being tied to, let's say, um, a label or being tied to a deal? Maybe it's something that's just more collaborative where you have your group of people that you know you can get in touch with, like a Griselda. They all work together, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they have all their single projects. And yeah. they're not signed to a deal as Griselda. They're signed to a deal or they're either as an indie underneath just their names. You know? New generation moving how they need to move. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of it when it comes to that, um, as well as when it comes to TikTok. Um, yeah, TikTok is going to be the death of music um, in the long run. If we We're going to have to have a whole episode <laughs> on that. We're going to sit down on the garage of that because um, I'm not going to lie. My idea, this ain't going to be good. Um, in the later years, this is not going to be good. If we are basing all of our sales projections off of how many people are using your song as a dance. A fucking dance. <laughs> it's just not going to be good. I mean, you can already see the stimulus packet that usually comes from Drake ain't really working out that well no more. I mean, he made that song Tootsie Slide, but I mean, yeah, I outside say, of that. <laughs> Soulja Boy tried to do it. He did it a few times and mm-hmm. that was work. a wrap. And see, it's it's to a point. It's kind of ruining, um, even just hip hop dance music. Like it's kind of ruining dance music in general. Um, I've seen people that have come to this point where you have actual dancers, people that are getting paid to be in music videos, being paid to be in productions. They have a dislike for TikTok because it is the basic form of dancing, and people yeah, are making crazy remixing amounts of dances to remix music. Mm-hmm. That just, I don't know, man. And I mean, it's helping sales projections for some of these other artists that maybe never caught fame, and now some of their songs are being pulled up for TikTok, and is boosting but like their I sales, said, bro. Box, motherfucking yeah. box. It's putting them in a box. Mm-hmm. A damn near a one-hit wonder box, or all you got to make is TikTok music for us at this label yeah. that you just signed all this money to, and now you're fucked off. Well, that's how people are making deals now, man. The craziest yeah. thing is how people are making deals off of this as well. You have little TikTok stars that are now getting music contracts because big companies are seeing it as a sales projection. If I can but build revenue money, off of a person good money. that has a million or so followers, that's a clear, like, all right, at least half of that demographic is going to buy that album. Half of the demographic is going to at least listen to those songs on YouTube where we can make our revenue back on. No lie, man. So it, it it's becoming a detriment to music in general. And it, honestly, man, I was going to be kind of happy when it was going to be done. And it looks like it's still going to last. And it looks like they've come, somehow made a deal um, to be able to have it in the actual states. But this is not going to be well for music in general. This is going to hurt music in the long run from my view. Oh, definitely. You know, but that'll be something we'll talk about later on. Um, but of course, everybody, um, lasting words, of course, go ahead, like, subscribe. Um, let me know what you think of this conversation. Let me know if you think that um, labels and grouping is something that needs to happen within the music industry or if we should be looking at 
keeping everybody not separate in a way, but in just a collaborative way, um, working with other people? Or should they stay in an indie state? Or should they look at becoming a label mate? Um, so outside of that, hey, Josh, you got anything you want to add in? Hey, man. Say, man. If y'all <laughs> want more, tell us. We'll give you more. We can definitely have a whole nother conversation and so many other particulars in this that we could talk about because uh this was a real deep topic man yeah we were just on the surface <laughs> yeah we only tapped in a little bit on this um so of course go ahead like and subscribe um we're going to be on all platforms in regards to podcasts so you can find us anywhere um of course go ahead and leave us some comments and also if you have any questions or if you think that we have other topics that you want us to go over um go ahead and hit me up at that man jones on instagram um you can always dm me at any time and we'll be able to go through some of your thoughts all right um as well as josh you want to put in your tag real quick 2049 buck on most or 2049 buck one on most. I still got to get my shit together, guys, and I will come back with the correct information. <laughs> I'll be out of there sometime, guys. For sure. Turn up. For sure. All right, everybody. So I'll talk to you guys. Well, we'll all talk to you later. Um, outside of that, peace out.